welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists that it is completely possible to have a great career in the arts. And if you ever want to tune in and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just check out the schedule over at facebook.com groups slash artist academy every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. With weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly (laughs) and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. This week's episode features one of my favorite oil painters from the UK, Katie Jade Dobson. There's just something about Katie's style of art that I'm just so infatuated with her use of color and combining facial elements with wildlife is just so unique and unlike anything else I've ever come across and it actually really inspires my me to think outside my own box and to possibly create something a little bit different, so not typically animals, but something a little bit different that's coming very soon. But in this interview, Katie talks about how she started out her art career with an art publisher, but is now completely independent. And if you're not exactly sure what that means, just listen in as Katie explains the benefits and downsides of having someone do the marketing for you versus doing it all yourself. She shares all of this and so much more. So let me know what you think about this week's episode with Katie Jade Dobson. Okay, if you want to just kind of tell a little bit about yourself, a little bit of background into how you got to where you are today to for anybody on the podcast version or on here that might not know who you are. Yeah, okay. So um, I'm an oil painter um, and I mostly do wildlife or kind of um, natural world paintings and they're usually done with quite abstract colors um, and in quite a surrealist way, um, almost a little bit dreamlike sometimes. Um, I've been doing it for about um, seven years now, something like that. Um, Yeah, and I've just kind of built it up um, mostly through social media. Social media is so helpful for artists. I couldn't, uh, you know, shout about it more. Yeah, for sure. Um, so did you go to school for art? I did. I went to uh, university, but I have to say, because I do have a lot of people that say to me, um, I've not been to art school, I've not been to university, so can I still do it? 
Um, my the course that I did wasn't all that useful for me. Um, it didn't teach me to paint or anything like that. It was more um, like theoretical side or like to do with galleries. So um, yeah, I don't think I, I don't think that going to an art school or doing a degree can really define your your career. So I always want to make sure I tell people that first. Yes, I, I'm so glad to hear you say that, actually, because I have a degree in painting as well. And when people ask me, I'm like, I have the same reaction. I'm like, yeah, I have a degree, but I don't know that it really, I mean, it was helpful in many ways, but it wasn't like what made me be an artist. Yeah, it was like exactly like you're saying, it's very theoretical. It's like, how do you find inspiration to paint and stuff, yeah. but not necessarily how to make money with it. No, so. definitely not the business side of it. Yeah, um, that's not something that I think I've only seen that really mentioned in the last few years. And I think podcasts like yours um, are so helpful because artists create from uh, like a need to create. Um, but obviously business is very different to art and very opposite. So I, I feel like podcasts like yours that bring them together um, are really nice and they're quite rare. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that, that's definitely the goal of it. Um, so how did you land on your specific style? I just kind of want to, like, was there a, pro did you start out doing, like, how, how, what did you start out painting? What did you paint in college and to how did you get to the specific style you're at now? Um, well, so at, at university, there really wasn't um, the option to paint. It didn't really, um, I was actually told by one of my lecturers that if I painted on a canvas, just kind of a normal painting, that they wouldn't mark it. So it, it was like um, I went quite a while without really practicing art properly. Um, and then I was so frightened of it that I didn't do it for quite a while after university. Uh, but then I picked it up and it was animals straight away. It's just what I was called to do. That's all I wanted to do. And it was animals with a bit of kind of abstract stuff going on around them. And, you know, I've done all different things since then, but it's always followed along that vein of wildlife in a bit of an abstract way. Um, I don't really know how I landed on that subject. It's just, it's just what I've done from the start. Um, like drawing little animals when I was a kid, it's just all, it's always been animals for me. <laughs> I love it. I, and I love it because a lot of people, a lot of artists will be like, well, I think this will sell, so I'll paint this. And you're a, good, a great example of someone who is like, no, I, this is what I want to paint, so I'm going to do it. And you're making it work, which is awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first question, what was the tipping point that took you from hobby to professional artist? Um, okay. So it wasn't um... – as well thought out as, as it could have been in that I was working in a bar and I was selling paintings on the side um, and not just paintings, like maybe sketches, different artwork. Um, and the hours started to dry up um, at this job. And it was a case of, do I find work somewhere else or do I just throw everything into painting? And that was the choice that I made. It's not always great for people because I really do think um, sometimes if you're doing it alongside a job, you've got the freedom of being able to pay your bills and not worry too much about the art and it will come in time. But um, for me, it was that leap. It was that petrifying leap, just having to go for it, really. 
Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's such a such a scary thing. And I think a lot of the podcast listeners especially can relate. They're either like just about to take that leap or mm. they just did. And so I love I love that you shared that in that it's not a comfortable thing to you, but it's no, I mean, it's just a, and you different... don't regret it. No, no. And the, <laughs> yeah. I think people work in different ways and that some people can um, really be pushed by fear. I'm one of those people where um, you know, if there's a deadline, like then I'll get my arse into gear. But then there are people who don't thrive and just crumble under that pressure. Um, so, you know, I think for some people working until you can steadily kind of move into art is, is really useful. And then there's some people who just need to jump. And I think you know who you are really on that spectrum. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we have a question right here. Someone says, I can hardly ever finish my art. My perfectionist kills me. Do you have any tips? Oh, that's a really good one. Because it's so, <laughs> it's so easy, isn't it, to like, look at something and keep thinking, oh, I could keep going on this. It, like, I can do better. I can keep tweaking it. Um, but otherwise, I think you'd be working on something forever and ever. So I think it, it is really good practice to... I think they call it, it's like finished or abandoned. Um, and I think a lot of my paintings are abandoned rather than finished because I would spend forever on them. Um, yeah, I, I think you just have to call it a day sometimes. Yes, um, I, I definitely agree. <laughs> yeah, oh, I think... Oh, yeah. And like, I think in the beginning, I was a lot more like, I got to do everything. And now I'm like, okay, how fast can I get this done? Because <laughs> there, there's yeah. another order. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so what makes up your typical work day? How many hours do you typically spend painting? Um, well, I um, try to start with um, like admin things. So if there's any emails or uh, calls to do, I will try and do that in the morning and kind of get it out of the way. I'll maybe come back to it again in the evening, but so that the whole middle of the day um, isn't interrupted. Because, you know, once you start painting and you kind of get into the flow of it, you don't really want to stop and, like, do emails. Um, so, yeah, I'll tend to spend... Or sometimes I'm really excited to paint in the morning and I just dive straight in. Um, but, yeah, mm, hours. Um, I would maybe say on like a full work day, I would maybe do about five hours of painting, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, if I, I've noticed if I spend more than like seven hours, I'm like, okay, this is too much. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's like yeah. other things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so someone asked a question, do you have to be able to draw in order to paint? No, no, I don't think so. I think it's useful um, to be able to draw if you want if you're doing like a subject maybe and the proportions need to be accurate and they don't have to be accurate but if you really want the proportions to be accurate then being able to draw and map it out first is really useful but I think to be able to paint is is very different I think drawing is quite technical whereas painting is much freer um, and I think people can just let loose and especially if it's not based around a subject and you don't have to get proportions and things right. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah good answer. Like, yeah. Uh, Brianna <laughs> said she loves your accent. She just wanted to say that. And so do oh. I. We American loves, we love European accents. <laughs> oh, I love um, yours. Oh, <laughs> I could listen to you forever on your podcast. 
Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, so can you talk us through your painting process? Are there any methods or techniques that you've picked up through your years of experience? Um, yeah. And I think, so um, I learned to paint by trial and error. Um, and that is, I would say, the, the biggest technique to kind of improving. So if, there's, if you're not like fully happy or they don't look exactly as you'd like them to look, um, I think um, trying new techniques that you wouldn't normally think to do is the way forward because you, you just learn a lot from it and you know your strengths. Um, I feel like trial and error is so much better than to just read about it and learn. Like you learn so much quicker with trial and error, I think. Just, just doing it and seeing what works for you and what doesn't. That's, yeah. That would be my, like, the main technique for me. Yeah, and I, I can imagine how your paintings, I'm like, man, how does she, like, it's about composition, too, and I guess really one of the only ways to try it is to just try different things, you know, just yeah, kind of put yeah. that here, be like, I think I'm going to put an eye right there, I think I'm going to put, do you, do you have it mapped out before you do it, or is it just kind of like you're going with it? Um, sometimes I have it mapped out completely, like, to a T, everything mapped out, Um Sometimes I'll maybe have a general idea and then I'll just uh, embellish it and just kind of do it a little bit to the plan and then just let it go, see what happens with it. Yeah, I love it. Um, what is the one thing you don't like to paint without? Uh, it's, I would think uh, like music or podcasts, I think. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think I could just sit and paint in silence. But material-wise, um, I think it would be a blending brush. I do a lot of blending. Um, so, like, a round, thick blending brush to get, like, just that, like, fluffy, cloud-like texture. Um, I love yeah. that. Awesome. Yes, I'm the same way, too, with, especially with the podcast or listening to something in your ear. If I'm not listening to mm. a book or a podcast, like, and that just, it takes you away from what, what you're doing almost. Yeah. And, or, or can, like, even add to it. Sometimes if I'm listening to, like, something fast-paced or, like, motivational, I'm, like, painting faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I found that, yeah. And if you're listening to something, like, like, really calm and soothing, like, I find that my paintings are often really subtle and calm. It's funny how it affects it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we have a question. Do you, or how do you preserve or keep your art? Um, so I always, when they're finished, I always, always varnish them with a top coat. So, um, yeah, they're, like, UV protective and they, uh, like, enhance the vibrancy of, of oil paints. Um, I, whenever a painting's finished, I always put that top coat on it because, you know, it's, it's safe then. Yeah, what kind of varnish do you use? Um, oh, what's its name? Um, it might be called Dama Varnish. Um, okay. It's just like a clear liquid, but I think if anyone wanted like a top coat varnish, just if you just type in like oil paint varnish into Amazon or something like that, um, yeah. so many things come up and they they all work the same. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what makes you choose oil paint over acrylic? Just curious. Oh, I, I love, I, I love oil paints. Um, yeah. The reason, 
Um, it's mostly the pigment is uh, much stronger. So acrylics are great in that the consistency is the same throughout all colors. And the difficulty with oils is that it's not the same. Um, a certain shade of blue could be so much thicker or a bit more translucent than like a pink. Um, so you do have to like adjust how you work with different colors, which is a bit complicated, but the pigments are so strong and vibrant. Um, so yeah, it, it depends on what you want from the process of it. Uh, but I, I just, I get so much joy from oils. I just love them. Yes. I, I mostly do acrylics, but I'm actually taking an oils class right now from just an oh, oils okay. master. He's so good. And we're working in oils and I'm like, I forget how much I love it. Cause the, even oh. like, it sounds kind of weird, but even like the smells of it, I'm like, Oh, it's uh, are there any art lessons you've learned the hard way, either with art business or art painting or any kind of thing? Um, oh, that's a really good one. Um, learned the hard way. Um, well, I think there's so many little fails um, that have happened when starting up as like professionally. So maybe things like writing the wrong thing on an invoice or not chasing, you know, this email or it's kind of little things that might be the difference between a sale or someone backing out of the sale. Um, and again, I, there's no one thing that I can think of, but, um, it's that trial and everything in that, um, I always wanted to know everything about what I was doing before I did it, but it's not until you actually throw yourself in and do it that you actually learn. Um, you know, respond to that email quickly or, you know, I don't know, Jesus, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it, it, it definitely <laughs> does. And I think, yeah, a lot of this, too, with artists, there's no, like, there's hardly any playbook of, like, do this mm. and you'll be successful. So it's kind of like we're just yes. throwing stuff at the wall and, like, making so many yeah. mistakes, but it's totally yeah. okay. <laughs> um, That's so, so true. There's <laughs> so a question, what type of paint would you recommend for beginners, oil, acrylic, or both? Um, I think acrylic is, um, oh, for beginners, yeah, I would say maybe acrylics, um, but I think if you're, if you're wanting to use oils, like that's your end goal, I would say just dive straight into goals. There's like a theme of me diving into things here that I'm noticing. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's, I mean, that's, I, I think it's the quickest way to learn, um, so yeah, if the end goal is oils, I think just get a basic set that has like all the colors that you need and that can mix easily and just go for it. Yeah, awesome. Um, so we have another question. How do you protect your art from infringement? Oh, that's a really hard one. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it happens, so I have one particular image of mine that um, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was placed on a site or something. And it just kind of, it, it went like, uh, not viral. It just, it's done the rounds a lot on the internet, but without my name attached to it. So it's been picked up by a lot of companies online that are selling it on canvases and whatnot at um, a much reduced quality. And they are, it's, it's been impossible to keep up with. It's sending so many emails, like cease and desist emails. Um, but there's, um, and there's only so much that you can do. And I think 
to a degree you have to like let go and if you're putting your work out there on the internet um, at that scale that that I have done before which is um, like quite a lot I do put quite a lot out it's going to happen I think you just kind of have to accept that sometimes yeah definitely so if you so you, you just said the cease and desist letter to them if you try to track yeah. down who it is and that's basically do they yeah. usually take it down or you at least try they often, or... I mean they often get ignored some get taken down straight away but often um they might pop up again somewhere else so yeah yeah and yeah I get that question a lot and because people are like well I'm gonna put it online I, and I think a lot of people I just kind of tell them too like you're putting a, a devalued or a low quality photo of it online like, like you said like the reproductions are going to be really low quality and so yeah. they can they can only make so big of a print is kind of how I kind of say it yeah um, yeah. But yeah yeah it's just kind of part of the like the internet is so great because like it's me and you talking right now and but then yeah that side's like that exactly yeah it's just one of those things I think yeah do you have a favorite painting a favorite past project uh, yes, for, oh, for sure. Um, I recently, well, it was last year, I um, did some paintings for a restaurant. It was, and so Adam Handling, he's an amazing chef. Um, he has a restaurant in this beautiful building. Um, and my work is in the restaurant and around the tea rooms. And it's, it was a, it's a bit of a dream come true. It's a very fancy place. Um, and I got to go there and see it, and I just felt so proud because... I just never imagined that my work would be somewhere like that. I was so happy. That's amazing. Congrats. That's so awesome. And I could definitely oh, see I could definitely see your work in places like that. I think it definitely fits. It has this like elegant but like abstracted but it's great. And uh, so how did you get that? How did you get it in there? Did they just message you or um, did you Well, so I've been working with a management company for five years. Um, who, um, well, not anymore. I've just launched independently um, just as of the beginning of January. And this management company, they were absolutely brilliant. And they would, so I would do the paintings and they would kind of create prints and have work put in galleries. And this was a uh, kind of someone that they knew kind of, I don't know, it just kind of came about like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you recommend a management company for an artist who's just starting out? Um, I mean, there's so many, there's so many pros and cons and it depends on, uh, on what you want long term. And I think for me, um, when I started out, I had no, I had nothing behind me. I had, uh, no help, no finances, no capital to help me like advertise or buy new materials. So it was, it was all really, really hard work. Um, then I, 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 was, I wasn't too sure about joining a publisher because they, uh, it, it can be difficult. They have full control of your work. So it, it's really depending on what you want from it. So if they're not doing a very good job, there's not a lot that you can do about it. Um, you can't really sell your work outside of them. So, um, if it's a publisher who you really, really like or a management team that you really, really like, uh, who you think does a great job, it can, it can be amazing. Really, really good. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And you mentioned that Instagram is 
the uh, the main source of your sales here recently? Is that part of why you are going independent? And how did you grow that Instagram? Just let's talk about Instagram for a second. Oh, I love I love Instagram. Um, sure. Yeah, it was. Um, I actually it was one of the main. Uh, resources that I used when I was starting and um, I just I hustled so hard on I mean it was easier a few years ago before the algorithm hit and <laughs> those changes do impact how quickly you can grow I think at the minute um, but yeah it was I could tell um, that it was going to be a really useful tool when um, I realized I could put a painting out and um, someone would like it and maybe share it with their friend and then that friend wanted a commission and then they knew someone who uh wanted a painting of their dog and then it, everything just kind of spirals from there um and so when I realized it was a really useful tool um I made sure I I put a lot more effort into it and I still do that now I still do that now it's it's so useful for artists because it, it's such a visual uh platform it's great. It is. Do you plan out your, your grid? Are you like, is everything planned? Is everything like color schemed? Are you big on that? Or are you just kind of like just posting? No, I'm just posting now. I did used to um, think about it as a grid um, so much more and plan it so much more. Um, but no, not anymore. Now I just post. I just, I mean, you don't know how long these things are around for and how long you can kind of reach the people that you've already a master's following for you don't know you know they they might shut instagram down one day so <laughs> i kind of just think get as much content out as you can while it's um while it's free while it's available um so i don't put that much thought into it i just uh can, i just do it just get it done yeah that's that's a great way to think of it just like it's working so like do what's working now as much as you can yeah um, we had a comment that i was reading it was really nice uh rebecca says your paintings are beautiful you're really you really inspire me i'm 14 and just started painting about a year ago how long did it personally take you to produce professional paintings um oh i like that question um it did take a a couple of years um not to become professional, um, I kind of, I, I painted every day and that meant that my paintings seemed to get better really quickly, like much quicker than I ever thought they would. I think just making it an everyday practice makes such a massive difference. But um, I think I'm still learning, so it's a difficult one to pin. Um, I think the point where I was really happy with what I was producing was maybe um, after three years of painting all the time. But I was selling paintings, um, you know, after a year or so um, of learning. Um, I just, but I'm still, I'm still learning now. I'm not at my end point, And I think that there's more that I can do. So I think it's for everybody, it's always going to be an ongoing process. Yes. I, yes. I love your thought process in that. And I, I can't wait to see where you're at in like 
10 years or something just because you're still in the form of a student. And I think that's so important for artists, even when we're five years in or however long. And I also love that you said you painted every day because right now we're doing the 31 day challenge and that's really just to produce a painting every day, which is a small painting, whatever you can do. And last year we did, we followed it with the hundred day challenge, which is just to paint wow. every single day. Yeah. It's just, and that, that one wasn't producing a painting every day, but it's just to get people to paint every single day. And so I love that you said that and like saw such improvement faster than you thought. And I think that can really inspire a lot of people listening or watching into that exactly what we're doing right now is the 31 day challenge. It's to do exactly what you just said. And yeah, so yeah, I love that. Oh yeah. I would definitely champion that. I think doing something every day, it's like, um, it's like if you go to the gym or you do press ups every day and those muscles, um, get stronger. It's like that you, your vision gets stronger and what you're able to produce gets stronger. Um, So, yeah, everyone needs to do this day-to-day challenge. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah, I love that you uh, reference it to the gym, too, because that's the one I always go to as well. It's like you think that you like you'd like to paint every day, but it's kind of hard to get yourself to paint sometimes, you know, just like it's hard to it's good for you to go to the gym, but it's hard to get there (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) Um, Let's see. What are your future art plans and goals? What are you currently working on? What's what's in the works? Um, so I'm so after having that five years with management, I'm kind of back to uh, the business side of it a little bit more, which is interesting because it's what I was doing initially. Um, and so, yeah, I'm back to that. So um, for me, this year is um, it's it's just getting a grasp on the business side of, of my artwork and producing some of my work has changed a little bit. I try and um, let it evolve as as I grow and it's kind of just exploring that a lot and seeing where that goes yeah just kind of going with it um last question is there any advice that you would give to artists who want to make art their full-time career but just don't know where to start yes definitely um I think so many people uh, say like art is there's this stereotype of like the starving artist and it's not something that people can make money from but like people need to know that they can and in the same way that maybe you know um, an accountant is great with numbers and they're paid well because of that talent that they have with numbers it the same goes for art if you're if you've worked really hard on your talent and you like someone is going to want to buy that work from you and buy that talent and art deserves to be paid for just as much as an accountant. Um, And I think people don't realize that. I think they think, you know, no one buys art or it's an industry that you can't make much money in and you can't work full time, but you can. And there's so many different aspects to it as well, not just selling paintings, but just being involved in in all different aspects of yes yes I love everything about what you just said and I'm hoping like I mean you'd think with the evolution of Instagram and so many artists like coming coming about from Instagram I'm hoping that in the coming years it's gonna that starving artist notion is gonna kind of be swept under the rug and that's like something that used to be and hey yes yes artists can make money with it because of 
people like you and me and just everybody that's out there. It's like, no, you'll pay for my art and you'll like it. And I will be happy <laughs> to give it to you. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Awesome. I think that's great. Um, let's see. Yeah. Somebody says hard work beats talent when talent doesn't, doesn't work hard. Yeah. Oh, I like okay. that. <laughs> that is it. Thank you so much for taking time out of your Tuesday to chat with us. I know that this is going to be super inspiring to a lot of people. And I know there are several people in the artist Academy who follow you already. So they're going to be super excited to see this interview. And it was just so so nice to meet you. Yes. Yeah. It's really, really nice. I was so happy when you asked me to do it. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Thank you. Thank you. That made you seriously make my day. (laughs) Well, I hope you have a great Tuesday and I will talk to you later. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time six-figure art business. With weekly trainings that include step-by-step proven art business techniques, plus painting tutorials from yours truly and other guest artists who are masters in their field, you will be well-equipped to learn and grow into the highly skilled and highly profitable artist you know you're meant to be. I've figured out what it takes to build my own six-figure art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. It's not hard, but it does require your time and dedication. So if you're up for the challenge, go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am at art by Andrea Earhart. I will then promote your art on my story and tag you as a little thank you for helping me grow this podcast and our Artist Academy community. I have a reach of over 50,000 on Instagram. So this is a little help me to help you incentive. Also, if you ever want your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy to check out the schedule every Tuesday to catch us on live. I'll see you next week.